All right, we're back with another one, uh, episode five of Behind the Med Bag. It's going to be me, just me, myself, and I today, uh, Troy, talking about nutrition. Uh, more specifically, uh, I was scrolling through TikTok, yes, a few days ago, something like that. Um, and I saw somebody say that buying BCAAs is a waste of money. Uh, that they don't do anything for you. Uh, and I don't know if it was 100% true or not, but it just kind of gave me the idea to talk a little bit about BCAs, considering this is my field of expertise. Um, so I'll run through a little bit about BCAs, uh, maybe a little bit about creatine and uh, some pre-workout stuff at the end as well, uh, just because you can use BCAs as a pre-workout if you really want to, uh, but more on that later. So to start, what is a BCAA? A BCAA is branched chain amino acid. So that's going to be your, oh, let's see, valine, leucine, and isoleucine are the three branched chain amino acids. Now, something special about these is that you can, your body, uh, let me back that up, your muscle cells in particular are directly able to oxidize them into energy, into ATP. Uh, and this is different from any other protein or amino acid that has to go through the um, through a ca- uh, catabolism process in your liver uh, where it's converted to ATP there. Um, so that's what's really cool about these. Uh, also, there are three of your nine essential amino acids so essential amino acids are ones that your body doesn't make on its own. So oh, I don't remember all nine of them. I know that these three are them. And then I want to say like tryptophan is another one, but don't quote me on that. Uh, essentially, the essential amino acids you have to get through your diet, through dietary intake. So uh, these, are, these are just three of those that you can get through dietary intake. Uh, or that you need to get through dietary intake. Now, um, supplementing them sure could be uh, considered a waste of a waste of money if you really wanted to get like deep into it. If you really wanted to, what's the what's the word that I'm thinking of? Uh, like break it down to for what it's worth. Um, Technically, supplementing as a whole it can be considered a waste of money. Um, I personally am still kind of on the fence about this. So supplementation is good for those people that have trouble getting everything in throughout the day. Um, so throughout your regular diet, if you're not getting all of your macro and micronutrients that you need. Um, taking supplements really helps with that. This BCAAs are kind of one of those things that um, you could you could cover with just a plain protein or uh, just by eating uh, any kind of meat really. Um, but also your, your complete, uh, what is the word? I don't remember exactly what it is. There's a it's complementary amino acids or something like that. So red beans and rice, for example, is a good one because the red beans and the rice uh, 
while each one of them doesn't have all nine amino acids, essential amino acids, together they form uh, a well-rounded diet that contains all those. You could also bring up um, like peanut butter and jelly is another good example of that. Uh, generally a salad with a bunch of different mixed, uh, mixed greens in it will ha have all nine essential amino acids. Um, and the only non-animal food um, that does carry all nine is quinoa, I believe. So uh, I digress. Those are That's kind of how those work. Um, but supplementing with BCAs is also going to be really good because it's going to uh, help with your muscle recovery. Uh, it's going to help boost your immune system as well. Uh, and it's going to kind of help overall just... Uh, I don't want to say getting rid of soreness, but assisting in that um, as long as your recovery, uh, your recovery exercises and your recovery routine is good. Um, putting a BCA supplement on top of that is going to is going to benefit that. Uh, and if you don't believe me, this is directly from the Journal of Sports Medicine and Physical Fitness. Uh, they essentially break it down for you. Uh, you can do this research on your own as well. Uh, also, on the same uh, journal is where it, where it told me that you can oxidize it into skeletal muscle as opposed to being uh, catabolized in the liver like other amino acids are. Um, this is stuff that I've learned throughout various different classes, but uh, when I was trying to touch up on BCAs, this is, I found it in... I found this information in the Journal of Sports Medicine and Physical Fitness. Um, but also, a lot of things, or one thing that a lot of people probably didn't know about BCAs, it's that it really helps boost your immune system. So when I read that, I was pretty confused because I had never heard of taking BCAs as an immune supplement. Um, Essentially, what it does is you have what's called leukocytes in your blood. That's your white blood cells. Or sorry, lymphocytes. That's my bad. Uh, no, leukocytes are white blood cells. So, yeah, so I had that right. Leukocytes, white blood cells, um, they need to reproduce as well. Um, I don't want to say reproduce because it's more of a, a cloning type thing. Um which is true in its own sense, but uh, leukocytes need to uh, reproduce. You need to, especially when you're fighting off an infection, your body's going to create more leukocytes. Uh, and BCAs are directly essential for um, synthesizing protein RNA and DNA during the immune response. Uh, this is from the Journal of Nutrition by Philip C. Calder. Um, this is going to help with uh, creating the different types of leukocytes that your body uh, that your body uses to fight off different types of infections or diseases. So a lot of people might not know that um, white blood cells come in a bunch of different forms. You have uh, 
let's see, you have macrophages, you have monocytes, eosinophils, neutrophils, basophils. Each one of those has a different job um, based off of what your body uh, needs. So if your body sees a, a bacteria or something of this, something similar to that, it's going to create the appropriate um, white blood cell for that <clears> or <throat> to fight that. And so having BCAAs is going to be good for that. And it's going to uh, essentially just assist your body in um, reproducing those white blood cells and making more of what you need. Uh, this is also going to be good to improve outcomes after surgery as well. Um, I would talk to your doctor about that one and ask what what you should be doing as far as supplementation goes. Uh, if you're looking to use it as like a post-surgery kind of um, immune system boost or recovery boost in some way like that. Um, but if you're not going into surgery uh, and if you're if you're just looking to supplement with BCAAs, um, from the Journal of Sports Medicine and Physical Fitness, uh, you can look for about 5 to 15 grams per day, depending on your goals, your body type, activity level, etc. Um, and that's going to just help with, uh, again, your muscle recovery, boosting your immune system, all that stuff. And that was just a ca- the 5 to 15 grams is a calculation based off of what I found um, because they, that website suggested, I want to say, or that journal, my bad, that journal suggested, um, I think it was 0. 0.047, uh, grams per kilogram of body weight. Um, so the low end of that was going to be, uh, generally about five to 15, um, five to 15 grams of BCAs, which most of what you're going to buy at any health food store, you know, GNC, Vitamin World, anything like that is going to have, I'm not sponsored by them, by the way, any of those companies. Um, but that's where most people go. Or if you're going to take it in a capsule form, uh, it's generally going to come preloaded with the, the appropriate amount. Um, and I, you probably could go over that, but I wouldn't do it consistently. Um, also, I don't remember if this was in the same study, but they did say that it takes about two weeks for your body to hit the peak um, level, I guess, of BCAAs, the peak uh, concentration. That's the word that I was looking for. Concentration of BCAAs to really see a performance increase, um, especially in athletes. Um and higher level athletes. So moving on to uh, using it as a pre-workout. Um, I've done this before. I know a few people have done it before, but like I said, you can use it as a stimulant-free pre-workout. Uh, BCAs are the only amino acids directly turned into energy. Um, so like I said before, they're oxidized in skeletal muscle as opposed to being catabolized in the liver. So... Uh, they're going to go directly through the ATP process. The Krebs cycle is what it's called. Um, the way that they're broken down, I don't remember the exact molecule that they break down to. 
I want to say it's acetoacetate, uh, something like that. Don't quote me on it. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to look it up. Krebs cycle. Uh, but that's just going to, it's just the common introductory uh, molecule is what it's called. Uh, acetyl-CoA. Nope. Do, 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 do. Yeah, acetyl. Let's see, let's see, let's see. No, it's not acetyl-CoA. It's going to be oxaloacetate is what it's called. I believe that's the common, uh, the common entry point for... Um, molecules into the the Krebs cycle, uh, non-sugar non molecules. So uh, that's where it's going to join, and it's going to uh, oxidize, and it's going to turn directly into ATP through the Krebs cycle, which I still don't completely understand. I've looked at it hundreds of times, and it still doesn't make complete sense to me. Get into your body. So using it in conjunction with something like arginine um, and or creatine, uh, arginine is just going to expand your blood vessels. It breaks it down into ni nitrogen in your bloodstream, and nitrogen is a natural vasodilator. Um, so the smooth muscle receptors on the walls of your blood vessels will see nitrogen and they will uh, naturally relax, which is going to expand your blood vessels. Um, which is really good for delivering, obviously, the more blood that gets to your tissues, the more nutrients, the more oxygen that are going to be able to uh, get to your tissues, perfuse into your tissues, and you're going to be able to create energy a lot better, and it's going to deliver those BCAs a lot better as well. Um, so putting in a, putting in a uh, vasodilator like that into your pre-workout is honestly optimal for uh, especially athletic performance, but if you're just in the gym, it's going to boost your energy levels as well, and your uh, your awareness, uh, and you're going to be able to focus a lot better too. So, uh, moving on from arginine and vasodilators into, I talked about creatine as well. So creatine is one of those things that, <clears throat> creatine is one of those things that a lot of people, um, are afraid of. Uh, a lot of people think it's going to hurt you, it's going to give you like water bloat, or you're going to um, bulk up too much or whatever. And honestly, what a lot of people don't understand is that uh, creatine is just an energy um, molecule, essentially. <coughs> so when your muscles contract, okay, there's i I'm not going to get too, too in depth into this, but what's called the sliding filament theory, uh, when your muscles contract, it's essentially filaments that use chemical reactions to lock onto each other and pull, um, closer to each other, or I guess along each other would be a better way to describe it. Um, 
if you don't know, look up sliding filament theory and um, there's tons of videos or pictures or diagrams out there that are a lot better than how I'm going to explain this over a podcast. <clears throat> but essentially, your body doesn't use energy to contract the muscles. Your body needs energy to <clears throat> relax the muscle. <coughs> so the ATP... Um, in that process is, uh, used to uncleave is what it's called. Uh, one filament from the other filament from the other filament and creatine just acts as a third phosphate group. So creatine phosphate <coughs> and Uh, the creatine acts as a third phosphate group. <clears throat> Once that uh, ATP is used up, it acts as the third phosphate group to be able to re-fire re the muscle, in all essence. Uh, that's the really dumbed-down way of putting it. Um, again, if you're interested in that, uh, look up sliding filament theory and the ATP CP uh, energy. It's like ATP CP energy system. That's what it was. <clears throat> uh, and yeah, so creatine. Uh, creatine is just for energy production um it's not some steroid it's something it's a it's an amino acid <clears throat> again that your body naturally produces um obviously not in super crazy big amounts but your body does naturally produce it you also don't necessarily need to supplement with it especially if you're eating a lot of red meat um i think beans also have a fair amount of creatine in it but don't quote me on that one um but for sure, red meat. Red meat has, I want to say I saw like five grams per like 10 ounces or something of red meat. So that's a really high uh, density of or concentration of creatine in essentially just one meal. Um, again, I could be wrong about that. But if you are supplementing with creatine, um, I wouldn't exceed five grams a day um, just because uh, it can have some uh, some harsh effects on your on your kidneys and your urinary system um, just because it's it goes into your bloodstream <clears throat> at some point and your body does have to uh, get rid of it somehow. So taking it easy with creatine is obviously, um, anything in high doses is bad for you, but especially with, <clears throat> uh, creatine, it, 
again, if you're taking like 15 to 20 grams a day is only when it's going to start causing issues with your your renal system. And uh, you'll also stop naturally producing it in as as high quantities. Um, So sticking with like a lower dose is going to be or lower serving is going to be definitely beneficial. Um, But mixing all three of those into one pre-workout into one kind of drink. Uh, would definitely help you out because you're going to be getting your ATP boost from the the BCAs, your branched chain amino acids. You're going to be getting your your blood flow boost from the arginine, uh, and you're going to be getting the the uh, energy, the ATP creatine energy system boost from the creatine as well. Uh, I would recommend just a creatine monohydrate <clears throat> just because that's the most uh, the most studied one, the one that gives the most results that most people use. Um, and it's also the cheapest, the most bang for your buck. So going with a like a creatine monohydrate is going to be probably what I would do. I personally don't supplement with creatine. I don't supplement with a lot of different things uh, just for my own personal reasons. But again, this is all up to you. You do your own research with it. Don't take my word for it. I'm just some dude with a voice behind a a cell phone recording. Uh, But I do suggest taking my advice as far as uh, knowing what you're putting into your body, understanding it, uh, maybe not to the fullest level, but getting just a base understanding of what it does to your body and how it's going to affect you positively or negatively. Um, just so that you can kind of understand, uh, what's going on, but that's going to be all for today. Uh, if you guys couldn't tell, I'm just getting over being sick. So, uh, my throat's a little bit scratchy and, uh, a little bit harder to talk, but I'll be getting a little bit more going here pretty soon. Hopefully, Uh, Let me know what I should talk about next, Uh, if I should talk about more exercise, more nutrition, uh, more away from the human body, talk more about hunting, fishing, Uh, not as much about military life just because I'm not really at that point yet, Um, but uh, let me know what I should talk about next and I'll catch you guys in the next one.